And now it's time for your second episode of day. It's Friday Night Frights. Double Friday Night Midnight Frights. Oh man, we got a cracking second part today. Second episode for you today. It's the 1989 Pet Cemetery. So we start with the R-rated movie logo. And oh yeah, oh Paramount logo. Clap, 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 clap. I remember that. I'm so happy, so nostalgic, bruh. First thing I noticed is Misfit Cemetery, but so is titles. That's fine. It's thematic. Anyway, we're opening on a cross and chanting. Also, some vaguely weird hallmark music and narration talk about how the pets cost some money and it wasn't in proportion to when they died. Like five days and he cost... Sorry, five days and he cost $50? What a bunch of bullshit. I also wonder how awful these people are keeping pets if they have to have a cemetery for them. Like, is the backyard have action? Is it that manic? Is there that many corpses beneath ground? I'm also rooting for the zombie cat. I have to let me know now, I'm very much a cat person. I'd love to get a cat if I was allowed one, but I'm very much in cats. We get classic bit of text on a, gr- on a tombstone. Biff's Biff's hella sniffer. He made us richer, question mark. There's another example of why you don't let little children do crack. Don't let them do cocaine, people. You also get most terrifying words in horror, namely based on Stephen King novel, because yeesh, we've all seen Law Merman and Law Merman 2. And is there Law Merman 3? I'm asking, I don't know. So you get a truck driving down highway past the house. Then a car drives past a for sale sign into a cardboard neighbourhood. That's kind of redundant, but okay. A family exits with a kid who sounds like she's been dubbed by a 40-year-old Hollywood burnout, a.k.a. Lindsay Lohan. And we see that the house is revolting, like something showing for the testing site. A mother picks up her kid as we get a bizarre cut to first-person POV of a cat. Now, I'm all for cat POVs, but they need to be signposted a bit better than this. A daughter falls off a tire swing like an arsehole. Her brother's smirking, then he goes wandering. A cat in a crate stares with disgust, and I relate to that cat so much. A truck bears down, and kid waves and walks into the road and saved by an old coot from being hit by said truck. The old coot sounds like he chucks whiskey straight. He flirts, I think... He, he ambles weirdly with the little kid, the little daughter, and talks absolute bollocks that subcoast can't keep up with. He's like the dude from South Park who says to the kids not go up that road, and I think we all remember that guy. It's one of the best one-off, two-off characters South Park ever had. He old, he old exposition man delivers mild exposition about house and then walks off because his role's done for now. Later on, the kids are sleeping in a room that looks like it's been ravaged by a tornado. Dad hangs out by tire swing and stalked by a cat named Church who hisses at him and is nearly punched. Well, you might want to hear cats sometimes, but you never hear cats. Cats are good. Another truck noisily drives by. Exposition man invites Papa Doctor for a beer and more exposition. These trucks are very loud, by the way. It's really loud. Quotation marks, it's one mean road all right, says Exposition man, as he talks about path from earlier and says it leads to a pet cemetery. Popper talks about his cat, a cat named Winston Churchill. Exposition man says they should get that cat fixed before he walks down that road, and you all know what road he means. Next day, the baby is playing, and parents are unpacking boxes. They meet a random woman named Missy who talks bollocks about her stomach, I mean proper rubbish, and these accents are starting to get ridiculously incomprehensible, and I feel glad I have subtitles on, but at the same time, the subtitles aren't reworking really the way they should, because I still don't understand what the fuck these characters are talking about. Exposition man and family go wandering down the path. 
They find Pet Cemetery, spelt with an S. The daughter runs off fascinated. Exposition man says this is a bad road. Can't plant nothing. Can't plant nothing but corpses here. He still defends the place, saying kids gotta learn about death sometime. Ellie finds a goldfish grave, and at this point, this first movie, where well, I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you make grave for a goldfish? Goldfish is tiny little creatures. So why you make grave for them? That's a waste of resources. A cat, dog, it's fine. They're reasonably big creatures. A goldfish is so small. Why would you waste grave? Make a grave for a thousand goldfish. Make a grave for the unknown goldfish. Fine. Not one specific goldfish. Towards the middle, graves get older. Exposition man says he buried his dog to spot in 1924. How old is this fucker? Of old age. He says, this is the place where he dead speak, Dr. Dot, but not out loud. This guy's giving off so many creepy vibes. It's ridiculous. Later on, Ellie worries about Winston Churchill dying. Bob says that Winston Churchill died years ago, and then remembers, oh no, he means the pet. Ha ha ha, where Fing dies at some point, he says. And it's all God's fault. Ellie says God ain't getting a cat and then breaks down crying. We've all had that argument at some point. Church gets into bed with her later. And, oh, that kitty's so adorable. And he stares at the camera confused like, like he doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. Ellie wants to go home. She likes Chicago. She's just like, we don't know where exactly they are, but she doesn't like it. Probably fucking Maine, Arkansas, Maine, wherever the fuck Stephen King movie set, State of Maine or wherever it is. Then says she doesn't want Church getting his dick cut. And Pop says, it's a bad road, kid. The cat will be happy having no nuts and no dick. But with Popper, she asks. He has no answer for her because he doesn't want to get his dick cut off. But he assures her Church will die of alcohol poisoning long before getting fucked to death. And then says, oh, sorry, that's Winston Churchill. The cat freaks outside great because he doesn't want to get his dick and nuts cut off. He doesn't get a say, unfortunately, and he's really pissed off about it. Missy appears and shrugs off telling little kid about vasectomies and Pop says he wants to look at her stomach. She says no and walks off because we need good supporting characters in fiction. Then we cut to Popper laughing it off as he makes up with Mama. Mama's and Poppers, y'all. Mama's and Poppers. Then he leaves and we cut to slow motion footage of adults telling a guy who got hit by a truck to see Popper and that's a wildly inaccurate and dangerous way to take someone to see him doctor. This guy's bleeding out profusely. He's been manhandled by his He's probably lost even more blood. He's probably got infected. He should have waited for an ambulance. Pop points out that he can't do shit here. He's a fucking GP. But they expect him to save the guy. He can't, obviously, because he's a GP. He should have gone to emergency hospital, as he said. The guy dies gruesomely, then wakes up and spits blood at Popper. He talks about man's hearts and getting stoned. Then says Popper's name, which is Lewis, and that he's going to come. And he dies. That's a particularly weird death sequence, but that's fine. Later on, Popper's asleep because he's seen weird as shit as a doctor. He waits with a start, seeing the dead guy still in his bedroom. The dead guy says they got shit to do. He then peers by bed and says, really, bro, we got shit to do. He walks off and Popper follows him. Dead dude says they can hit Lewis. he can hit Lewis. They enter the basement, dot, 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 and I start thinking, are they going to fuck? But no jazz music plays, so they're not going to fuck. Dead guy grabs Lewis, who seems very cool with this, and says, it's not a dream, it's not a dream. Oh no, wait, they're heading down the path now, assisted by a fog machine. They walk down Pink Brick Road into the pet cemetery. The dead guy reminds us 
the dead speaker and says to Lewis again, this is not a dream. He needs to be clear, it's not a dream sequence. He tells Lewis not go to the place of the dead call, which is very close. Lewis wants to wake up. He's told Barrett's not be crossed. The ground dogs is sour. And, says, and Dead Guy says again, this is not a fucking dream, Lewis. This is actually happening. This is an actual scene in the movie. Sorry. Lewis wakes up in his bed. He thinks, was it a dream? Question mark. His feet are covered in mud and shit. So clearly sleepwalked. But was it a dream? Because the dead guy said it was not a dream. So if it wasn't a dream, it actually happened. Whoa, crazy. But it still seems ambiguous to me. Later on, Pop is at work and fancy nurse for something. We don't see what. Maybe she gave him far. Maybe she gave him cheeky tug on the table. We'll never know. We see dead guy's name was Victor and the file was thrown into the bin. That's a really responsible disposal of classified information. As a member of the NHS, I assure you, we would never do this to a patient file. We would put it in shredding before we did this, but we probably wouldn't do that. We send it electronically. When it's put electronically, then they dispose of it in medical records. It's never just thrown in the bin. Lewis and his son chill out home. Mum is not amused. Lewis is going to stay here because he hates his dad, hates her dad and fuck Thanksgiving, but they part ways amicably. This movie's got quite a lot of shit going on. Espo guy says he found a dead cat. Lewis investigates. It's church! Oh no, not church! But he didn't suffer though, and I'm like, oh, poor little cat. Even though he didn't suffer, that's sad. Lewis will bury him in the morning. Important note at this point, his family's gone, it's just Lewis at home. They mull over whether to early. Espo man says, you don't need to tell your daughter there's a better way. We're going to go beyond barrier. Lewis says, what? no, we'll break our nets. It's so steep. Espo man says, ah, oh, it's okay, Lewis. I know a way down that road. They ascend. Lewis is holding a gigantic trash bag. Like, why would you have a bag that big? It goes back to grade off into the goldfish. You don't need a bag that big. It's a small cat. You get it in shoebots. Anyway, Lewis stops and he falls down like an arsehole. Expo man freaks out. Ah, oh, Lewis, you won't fall down there, boy. You fall down there, you might die. He hits up Lewis after a terrifying close-up. And this movie's really playing with the perspective thing right now. But that's a really terrifying scene. Anyway, they ascend again, but Lewis hears some weird shit. Expo man says, ah, oh, it's just a loan, which wouldn't put me at ease. And by the way, that doesn't go anywhere. And as of 28 minutes in, this is not a bad movie as far as I can tell. This is part of my notes, by the way. I, I write notes as I watch movie. And as of 28 minutes, I noted this was a really good movie. Um, the rest of notes are for the last hour and 10 minutes of movie. They walk the edge of the mountain. Lewis ascends to the top meet Expo Man. They find the burial ground. The Micmac Indians! Expo Man says this way we'll bury Cat because Expo Man has his reasons. He's going to smoke while Lewis digs. Oh, that's a great idea. I love characters like that. Expo Man's like, I'm old shit, mate. I'm just going to smoke. You do this shit, Lewis. Next see, next see time we see him, Expo Man looks high as fuck. The sun sets in Lewis Berry's church in a re really deep grave. They head back the way they came and get home no bother. Find out Lewis was gone for half day at least and he missed the phone many times. Espo Man says to Lewis, don't say anything about... Don't say anything about Micmac Indians, Lewis. You won't want to hear about the stories. Your wife and shit. Ah, oh, the Micmac Indians. They did some weird shit in that burial ground. It's a secret, see? Their secret. And that woman's never seen into a man's heart. Man's heart is stoned, though, Lewis. And Lewis flashes back to the dead guy talking about getting stoned and coming. And he freaks out a little, thinking the expert man's come on to him. The love guys come on, Lewis, today. But none of them have come in him. 
Maybe that'll happen later on. Esther McMahon goes home and Lewis phones his wife. Her mother-in-law reluctantly puts Ellie on. Lewis lies and says church is fine. He's just wandering some. Ellie says, can you kiss church for you? Lock him in cell and they both laugh because fuck that cat. Animal cruelty's fun. The song is put on and Lewis stones out during the two awful Hi Daddy I Love You tapes. And I can't blame him. Those were really bad tapes. Lewis wanders next morning and freaks out when he sees Zombie Church, the cat's been resurrected. Zombie Church and casually wanders off. Lewis goes looking for him and oh, the zombie cat is so adorable. He just wants some kibble. He just wants a little rubber. He just wants his stomach rubbed. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, cat. Just a little bit. Lewis doubts the claws bitch of a cat come back from dead and says Zombie Church stinks of shit. Zombie Church scratches Lewis when Lewis mentions Jesus by name then runs off. You'll be noting a lot that I say the cat flees or runs off a lot because that's pretty much what the cat does. Like They couldn't trust him being seen for too long. Espo Man and Lewis share a beer later. Lewis can't believe they resurrect cat. He thinks this is sci-fi and sure this is a horror movie. Espo Man says, well, it could be both. He goes further and this Espo Man describes um, the history of the burial ground. Namely, ah, oh, Lewis, there's a rack man. I knew who told me secret way back. My dog got wrapped up in barbed wire. Dog came back and tried attacking my mom, but then walked off and died. So he's buried again, didn't rise. But I figure Ella will be okay if we resurrect her cat, so she won't learn about death for a while. But I told her about death already, and her cat's clearly a zombie now, so she's not going to get flavor unless she wants zombie AIDS. And I'm told such shit. The expert man talks so much bollocks, by the way. I, I I love the fact that they put Scattering moving. He's clearly got some serious mental problems. Because it's quite interesting. It creates a lot of conflict, which wouldn't otherwise be there. Like, why should characters who deliver a lot of exposition be boring, mundane rogue? They should have lives, they should have personalities, and they should talk as much shit as this fucker does. Lewis goes home to take a bath. He wakes up, finds a dead ratting bath, and zombie church hissing from the sink. Sorry. How the fuck do you get in here? He screams. Some church hisses. He orders zombie church out, who hisses again and flees. Sorry, I've got. I have permanent cold, it seems. He meets Ellie next day and says that church is good. Ellie dreamed of the actual events, but Lewis tells her she's crazy. She shouldn't be crazy. It does stop things, daughters having premonitions, and maybe something weird's going on here. That's one thing I find about movies I like, but also don't like. There's a lot of sci-fi elements which they don't dwell upon. A lot of Stephen King books have the, or movies have the idea of kids who have premonition powers or superpowers, like premonition or telekinesis in the case of Carrie. They don't dwell upon them. I think it's The Shining. They call it The Shining or Shining. And this movie continues that theme, but no one finds, Lewis doesn't find strange. His daughter is actually dreaming about shit, which then actually happens. So she's dreaming it at the same time as he's living it. So it's quite strange. I mean, it's cool they don't draw up on it because it doesn't need to be drawn upon, but it's quite strange in thinking it'd be something that create an interesting conflict and scene with them at some point. But there you go. Anyway, Ellie quickly realises she wants a new cat because Zombie Church stinks as shit. No one at this point asks why Lewis's cat scratches on his face. Maybe that's a regular thing, I don't know, but prior to this, he seemed to get on quite well with the cat. Meanwhile, Missy goes to the basement and hands herself. And it's the second time in the movie I said, what the fuck? Like, are we missing context? Like, 
what's that about? I, I have no idea. And movie never explains what it's about either. It's just a random scene, which in some ways terrifies. It's like, what drew her to commit suicide? Was it her stomach? Like, that didn't go well. Was it knowing Cat died and came back? Because they don't really have a scene where she interacts with Lewis or notices the cat's died. The funeral was hit next day, and holy shit, Stephen King cameo, state of your acting, Stephen. Stephen. You can read lines, right? Surely he can learn lines. You write fucking ginormous books. Okay, you did it under the influence a long time ago, but even now you can still write ginormous books. And you literally wrote the book this is based on, and you fucking stink up the scene in an unbelievable, not even in a funny way. Like, it's an M. Night Shyamalan long, I can't act, I can barely enunciate way. What an awful performance. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Ellie's at funeral and says to expert man, her mum's thrown up a lot. Expert man says the following, I don't understand why God wouldn't stop Missy from being suicide. She had many years of her life left to live. And I was like, well, life she didn't want to live, dude, because she won't commit suicide. Like, I mean, it's not... God can't stop you from committing suicide. An act of God, like, if even if there is an act of God, if you won't commit suicide, you'll commit suicide. I mean, it's just how it works. Sad, but true. And also, like, I, I complain that they didn't go a lot into Mrs. Bat's story, but there's something to be said for having character in a movie who does that, because in real life, that's how it happens. You don't always know who these people are, really deep down. You... you you think you know, but you don't always know. Stuff this happens, and there's not always a reason that you can discern. You can go back through the past, you can rack your brain through every conversation you've ever had with that person, but sometimes, you just, unfortunately, people are just wired that way. Sucks, but... Anyway. Next day, um, Zombie Church, Ellie and Lewis watch TV. Then they stop watching TV. Mama is listening to a chat them chat about heaven and men different faiths. One of which beliefs we come back to little kids. And I'm like, what, what the fuck religion is that? What religion do we come back to little kids? Mama can't deal with this bullshit. And Lewis says he believes in something. Then asks for a kiss. I mean, to be honest, he doesn't explain what he believes in. But saying you believe in something, then asking for a kiss. That sounds like Catholicism to me. I'm just saying. Mum and Lewis get into regarding religion. She's scared and defensive of death and explains how her sister died in the back bedroom, a dirty little, little secret. I, I thought dirty little secrets were different things, like, you know, affairs and whatnot. I didn't know they were your freak sister dying in the back bedroom. Family where she died said so feel less pain because she's a freak and they had her. The parents weren't there when she died and Mama thought they're cute therefore accused her of murder. So she ran down screaming that her sister was dead and neighbours came and she thinks they were she thinks she was laughing and Lewis hugs his psychotic wife and he says he hates her parents more now because they should have left her with a freak sister and that she may be insane but he loves her. And this is the weirdest fucking movie. I'm so in love I'm so redig at this point because that's like an entire scene for exposition, which on one hand should be really frustrating, but the visuals of the sister and all shit going on and random guys Kids are walking to house and go, oh, you're here today, man. Like, that's some weird shit. That's awesome. More trucks and truck moving. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's truck, everybody. A truck is things on badly because he's got to set the third act up, bro. 
The family next to man are flying kites and having picnic. It's we in trucker man. Oh shit. We find out that little baby is named Gage. Who the fuck names the kid Gage by weight? Last name Gage? Short first name Gage? What? Ellie calls her bro a numb shit. And everyone laughs as Gage wanders to the road. Esper man says, Oh no, the other one goes down that road, kid. Nurse runs. Mum and you get Gage. And oh shit, Gage gets fucked up. He gets proper fucked. That, that truck matches the shit out of him. All that's left is a shoe. And then we get one of my favourite horror movie scenes ever. We get a grown man screaming, No! As we see pictures of happy family and happier times. Picture scream, picture scream, picture scream. And he starts showing the kid, more of the kid and he really got fucked up. Later on, Expo Man brings Lewis a water and sedative. What a fucking bro? Lately shows off her favourite pick of Gage. And he says, God could fix this shit, but won't because he ain't shit. And then she runs off. We all have that moment of realisation at one point. Expo Man says that Lewis needs to take care of her. She might do something crazy. At funeral, the father-in-law shouts at Lewis and says that he murdered Gage. He then punches Lewis, who throws him into the coffin, which is knocked over. With Gage almost falling out and everyone screaming. And I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? Seriously, like, I went in. So I watched this, um, Some Flesh Eaters 3, and then this. And I was like, Some Flesh Eaters 3 is awful, as you found out in my other review. It's fucking terrible. This is fucking amazing. This is like the best movie ever. Jesus Christ. Lewis puts Ellie to sleep. She says God could sort this out, surely. Lewis says, in theory, and that puts her at ease. Which, you know, that's just how it happens. Some gets cheering out for Mama later on, and she tells him, fuck off. He hisses and lunges, but Lewis starts. Zombie church sleeves again. Mama is out cold, high as fucking bed. Expo man enters, letting zombie church flee through the door as he does so. What an arsehole. They discuss the funeral. Expo man says, oh, we buried personal on that mountain once. A lug boy in the end of World War Two. They say, Bob's truth isn't it dead as Bella. The person ain't what comes back ain't human, you see. And five days after Tom came back, someone realised he was a zombie. I know, right? And Ben talks out and thinks they had to burn him. So they set the place on fire. Bill, the dad, freaked out and said he ain't living. His son grabbed Bill and choke on and kept him in the house. His house burned. So that actually is an actual scene from this movie of... A zombie hugging his dad and dragging him into a house that's on fire. And I genuinely, I never. The last time I was this enthusiastic for a movie on this podcast was The Love Witch. This is surreal genius. I don't know if novels this weird, but this is fucking tremendous. Expo Man's drunk as shit. Lewis's wife are in the airport. Ellie's going to Chicago. She says that she dreamed about third act of moving. The in-laws apologise to Lewis. They keep telling Ellie to stop spoiling the movie. They say that they're sorry a fight broke out funeral and Gage almost fell out of his coughing. Everyone agrees it's just simple misunderstanding. I mean, who hasn't been to a funeral where your father-in-law father punches his son-in-law son and almost knocks over a little baby's coffin? Ellie says she really doesn't want to go. Lewis tells her, third act's going to be fucked up and she's only 10. She needs to go. It screams close up as Lewis loses his goddamn mind. He sits by Gage's grave and monologues. The dead dude appears and says to Lewis, he shouldn't have crossed the barrier. The ground was sour, dude. Ground was sour. He then disappears because they're going for the act of so long. 
Lewis convinces himself that he has to bring his son back as a zombie. He's cool with... He's called murdering his son again if it goes wrong. He, he says that he shouldn't have too much trouble. He's a little, little weekend. Ellie dreams the third act again. It's terrifying because it's real. Dead dude is a good ghost. And she says that Lewis is going to do something stupid. But she can't remember the word and starts crying. Mama calms Ellie down and says her ghosts aren't real. Not like her weird freak sister. Dead dude appears as mum realizes that Pas Victor Pascal is the guy who died. That's the name the daughter just said. She runs downstairs as Pascal grins, like, oh, right, for that time. Lewis digs his son up. Really digs deep. Mama phones Lewis, but he doesn't answer. He says, creepy painting with a woman fish jigging background. It's really odd painting. Her in-laws say when men are alone, they go get fast food. She knows how men are. I mean, we'll get fast food, but more likely jerk off, be honest, even if you're only gone for a few minutes. Mama phones expert man. He says he'll talk to Lewis, but tells Mama not to come home. She does, and he freaks out. Lewis finishes digging an impossibly deep grave. Expert man grabs some beer, go talk some sense in Lewis, then sits on the porch to get proper fucked on beer, telling him says he needs to undo what he done did. Coffins move from the grave. Lewis hugs his zombie son, Dad, saying he'll be okay, do this full batshit insane. He wraps his son up so we can't see how bad the effect is. Zombie, oh, his son's not a zombie yet. Some church walks through the house. Mama starts freaking out at her parents' place, having vision quests, and scratchy music plays. She's backing past. What the fuck is going on? Her freak sister says they're coming for her and that she'll get Mama, Gage, and her. This is getting really confusing. She literally going back in time? Was she hallucinating? Or is this the shining? Like, she waits on an airplane. Mama runs through the airport. Seriously, try doing that shit saying I'm losing track of the passage of time here. She pushes past people like an arsehole running for enough plane. Dead dude, Pascal, somehow manages to stall flight attendant for shutting and stop her shutting door and mum hits enough plane. I mean, really, are these scenes happening at the same time? This doesn't, it's, it's confusing as Empire Strikes Back. Timeline-wise. Lewis carries Gage past his pet cemetery up to the top of mountain. Lewis doesn't look down, doesn't stop. The bearer freaks out and moans. Trees start falling, his nature is all yell, fuck this man, but Lewis fights through it. A flight attendant tries to stop Mama from getting on another flight, but Dead Dude possesses her, and then she agrees. And I'm like, wait, you can possess people? What the fuck? Lewis is stopped by a floating CGI ghost of a man who goes, then disappears, and then Lewis closes his eyes. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Never mentioned again. He's at the top of the mountain, and he puts Gage down. Bubba's now in a rental car? What the fuck is going on timeline-wise? She speaks along but hits the tortoise and the car crashes into a tree. She's not hurt but shaken up. Says that she's out of ideas. Dead Dude says it is trying to stop her. And I'm like, what, Pennywise? She asks if anyone's there and gets no reply. Weird noises abound. Lewis asks Gage returns the zombie. He heads home in the zombie church purse. Oh, it's contact so adorable. What a love little key. Gage rises from dead, which, how? He's literally a baby. How the fuck does he punch through that much ground? Zombies fall apart the more exertion they make. How does a little baby climb up out of grave? Mama asks truck stopping. Truck asks her helping. He wants head, but it's too polite set. Gage somehow is at the house, and he opens the door. He's literally a zombie baby. How the fuck he opened the door? He's not big enough. He, zombie church follows. Lewis is stone cold out. Gage and Zombie Church enter the room. Did Zombie Gage get an IQ boost? How the fuck's he doing all shit? He finds a scalpel as Zombie Church wanders through some grass. 
As Pokemon waits from his alcohol-induced stupor, he finds no footprints leading to Lewis's house. He investigates. Zombie Gage laughs off-camera. As Pokemon's freaking fuck out, and at this point, so am I. Zombie Gage wants to play hide-and-go-seek. Stuff clatters downstairs. Expoman climbs the stairs slowly, asking for Gage to stay engaged. He follows Zombie Gage's voice and pulls out his own knife. Holy shit, they're about to play knifey spoony. Zombie Gage laughs. And I'm watching a movie where a drunk old coop with a knife is hunting a zombie baby who's got a scalpel. I have the best fucking life, people. It's official. He checks the bed, and Zombie Church leaves out to distract him, and Zombie Gage cuts it through man's Achilles tendon open. I actually shout out, what the fuck at this point, because Jesus Christ, that kid went fucking deep, and I fucking hate, like, the thing that really makes me sick is Achilles tendon's been cut open and dug into, and that was fucking brutal, man. Like, I know people who hate eyes being tapped. Achilles tendon's fucked me up, because think of the... Like Achilles and Split and all that. I think it goes back to when I was a kid and I learned about Greek mythology and Achilles and actually having his tendon cut in his arm. Anyway, Zombie Gates pops out and holy shit, he's fucking terrifying. He gives Expo Man a Cheshire smile right across the mouth. And they start biting him in the neck and what the fuck am I watching? This is tremendous. He's going to fucking town. He's chewing like a fucking rock star. Holy shit. This is the best fucking movie ever. Expo Man dies. And at this point, I'm like, holy fucking shit. This is off the chain. Maybe this happens in the book. But I genuinely don't think this is in the book. And I just want to give a shout out to the director of this movie, Mary Lambert. She is a fucking stunning director. And she is now on my list. Anything she's made, I'm fucking going to watch. Mama gets off the truck and thanks the trucker. Dead dude says they're not paying him anymore, so he's out of the movie. The truck drives away. Mama hears Zombie Gage laughing. She approaches his house tentatively. Zombie jerks, pierces and hisses. Mama calls for Expo Man and enters. Place is deadly quiet. She investigates. It's so tense, I love it. Expo Man seemingly groans from upstairs. Mama calls out for him again. She slowly ascends the stairs and I'm like, my god, this is fucking beautiful. Her freaky sister starts calling out to her and she follows her voice. Her freaky sister's in fucking corner, hunched over. Shit, it's getting real now, people. She says she's going to fuck Mama up. I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys. Guys, man. Mama grabs her head and realizes that she's zombie gauge wearing a dress and a topper. And use a fucking walking stick. And I'm going to stop it and say, this is not only called that, that painting from her there. It's one of the most chilling things I've ever seen in a horror movie. This is legitimately terrifying, guys. This movie is the best. Mama is sad and more than anything. Zombie Gates brought her a scalpel, which is a lovely gift. And the actress playing Mama slays me by breaking down completely. And then her son is dead. And it's going to get bad. But she can't not hug him. She hugs him off camera and he stabs her. She screams and we cut Gage getting fucked up by the truck from earlier. And then Lewis wakes up in bed wrong out his head so hard on bedside cabinet. And it looks like that's bread going in bed. Oh my god, guys. Oh my god. He sees Zombie Gage's my footprints and this price. Scalpel's missing. Not the scalpel. He is Chekhov's scalpel. He is Zombie Gage laughing and his folly becomes apparent. He investigates but finds nothing. Then the phone rings. It's his father-in-law checking up on his door. Lewis says she's fine. Apparently Ellie's still freaking out. She dreamed the third act again. The ending. The sequel hook. Lewis hands up. Footprints are everywhere. He runs to the phone as it rings again, saying, can't talk. Zombie Gage is on the phone saying, I said, expert man, he wants to play. Lewis wonders how Zombie Gage can answer the phone. He's just a baby. Zombie Gage says he's played expert man and mumbling wants to play. It's Lewis. Oh, my God. 
Lewis thinks shit. He grabs the wrench and says, I'm going to fuck my little baby up. Zombie church guarding the house. Lewis drugs some meat and zombie church tucks in. He puts on surgical gloves saying it's Thanksgiving Day for cats. He grabs the syringe, grabs zombie church by neck and injects him. Zombie church turns into a normal cat. Gives out a little sigh and then dies. Oh, not zombie cat. Oh. Lewis says it's time to murder his little ba- zombie baby. He enters his expert man's house to scream music plays. The house is a mess of fog and shit. Lewis yells for zombie gate shirt say, but house is giving him a mean major vertigo. Camera's going fucking crazy at this point. He finds mama's shoe. Zombie gate laughs. Lewis picks up a syringe and says, let's play, motherfucker. He ascends. Lewis is hunting his zombie son. But he's so cold, then he's warm, then cold, so cold, then warm. Lewis figures he's under bed, and no, Lewis, that's where Esprit Man got fucked up, and his Esprit Man all fucked up. Lewis screams, Zombie Gates laughs, Lewis exits the room. He walks down the hallway, and Mummy's corpse falls out from the ceiling, she's being hung by the neck. Oh my god! Lewis screams, Zombie Gates leaps from the attic, down Lewis to the ground, oh fucking shit! He knocks the syringe away and he stabs Lewis twice. Lewis is like, ah! He tries to throw the little bastard away. They both fall down the stairs as he's been stabbed repeatedly. He manages to throw the little fucker away and grabs the syringe. Zomgates approaches with scalpel and this shit's going crazy. But Lewis stabs him with the syringe and Zomgates is like, ah, how do I? And Lewis cries and they both cry. Zomgates walks off then collapses and the tears, my god, the tears! The little fucker says he's a fan and he dies. And Lewis is like, ah! He cries. Well, his wife is rocking to and fro. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Then, like a goddamn boss, he decides that the only thing to do is to burn the house to fucking ground because fuck this shit. Sometimes you always end goddamn movie. is set fire to shit and carry your wife who your zombies unmurdered and hung outside while shit blows up. Then walk off and get a lecture the dev dude and ignore him and say I'll bring my wife back live and the dev dude's like Lewis you fucking dickhead you just learned on me bad and you say go fuck yourself I'm going to make that mountain I'm going to bring my wife back he sets off down the road having not learned a motherfucking thing oh Expo Man's narration takes us black then we fade back in this isn't over yet then we see Lewis playing cards as his zombie wife rots up he ignores the phone and then they start making out. She's Frenching, they're Frenching. Then she grabs a knife, we cut black and she stabs the fuck out of him. Holy shit! What in the fuck was that? Seriously, I. I, <laughs> I dreaded this going in. Absolutely dreaded this. But this was a beast of a horror movie that took a stupid idea and. Bits and 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 bits Watch Pet Cemetery 989. Go and watch it now. Go and buy it. It's, if you go HMV New Cat moment, I believe you can buy it. If you buy it with a purchase, you can buy Blu-ray of Pet Cemetery 989. Five quid. How can you not buy it? Go to HMV. Buy this fucking movie now. If you're in the UK, buy this fucking movie from HMV. Go HMV. I'm not sponsored by HMV. But buy it from HMV on Blu-ray. It's worth it. Trust me. 
Mary Lambert is a genius. This is one of the best horror movies I've seen in years. I I I love this movie. Um, I am so pumped right now. My my adrenaline is spiking. But you should see this movie. Is amazing. It's amazing. It has everything. It literally has everything. It literally has everything. I think there's no joke to say. There might be parts of this movie where you'll think this is what stops it from being an all-time classic. But for me, it's one of the most fun horror movies I've ever seen. I was fucking loving it. And I, I tell you what, I ever do a live show, I'm doing fucking Pet Cemetery 989. That's it. That's all there is to it. Anyway, that's all for the double episode special um you got some flesh eaters earlier you got pet 17989 next week back paranormal activity um to finish off the last few movies and spoiler alert i found paranormal activity tokyo nights so i'll be watching that too unfortunately and when to next week remember life is beautiful